Hey everyone, Matt here. Uh, welcome to Building Astropad. And on this episode, I want to do an update on Apple and antitrust and what's going on around the App Store. A lot has been happening lately, and it's been quite a while since I did my last update. And a lot, actually a lot has happened. So I'm going to summarize things if you haven't paid attention to all the news like I have around the Apple and App Store. But in a nutshell is regulators and lawmakers and companies as well worldwide are pushing on Apple to loosen up their policies around the App Store. And a lot has happened. Uh, they continue to put pressure on Apple, and Apple continues to fight tooth and nail resisting that, uh, that pressure. So on my last update, I talked about how U.S. states were bringing the fight to Apple. And what they were doing is at the state level, they were introducing laws to try to regulate different parts of the App Store. And unfortunately, that didn't go so well. Uh, Apple hired tons of lobbyists. This was in multiple different states, Arizona, Georgia, Minnesota, Massachusetts, uh, North Dakota was another one, among others as well. But it didn't go very well. Apple hired tons of lobbyists and put lots of pressure on state governments to pull the bills. And ultimately, at the end of the day, all the bills were killed. Some didn't get very far at all. Others that got further and needed, like, governor's signature never, never made it. Uh, and... I read an article that Apple, for example, in Georgia, threatened to pull money from a project they're working on, a substantial amount of money. I don't know what the project was in particular unless the bill was withdrew and the state folded to the pressure. So I imagine similar tactics were used in other states. Now, what's interesting is since then, the U.S. federal government has actually stepped in. And just last month, Senators Blumenthal, Blackburn, and Klobuchar, who's actually our uh, senator here in the state of Minnesota, proposed the Open App Markets Act, which is super interesting, and I'll get to it in a little bit, um, but that's the latest development there within the U.S. Meanwhile, there's been a ton of international pressure on Apple. The, the pressure's been super intense. Uh, South Korea actually just passed a law requiring that alternate payment mechanisms be used for uh, in-app purchases. And this is because, as you know, right now, Apple takes 30% cut of in-app purchases, and uh, South Korea is mandating that it's okay to use, within South Korea, it's okay to use alternate payment mechanisms to accept credit cards directly in the app for digital purposes. And this is really the first serious crack we're seeing in the dam. This is one of the largest market. This is, I don't, I don't think we've seen this anywhere else. Um, so this is really a substantial development. Granted, it only, it only applies in South Korea, and it's gonna be interesting to see how Apple responds, if the fine is enough for them or if they just disregard it and take the fine. We, we will have to see. The other one is Japan just settled uh, antitrust inquiry into Apple. Uh, and in order to do that, Apple now has to allow reader apps, which is stuff like Spotify, Netflix, Kindle, apps that you're using to watch media or to read books, those sorts of things need to allow or are allowed to have a link in the app to manage their account online. This is something that they haven't allowed um, basically ever. They had required you to do stuff in app and they would never allow you to link out where you could link out and potentially sign up for an account outside of the app. So this is also a big development. Uh, this again, I don't know if this one just applies to Japan. Um, but it's another it's another crack in the dam 
Of course, Apple is dragging their feet on it, though. They're saying they're not going to implement this until 2022. Now, why they would need so much time to implement it, I have no idea. As far as I see it, they're just dragging their feet. They don't want to do it. But um, they have said they're going to go along with that to settle the antitrust inquiry. I mean, this is on top of a bunch of other stuff that's happening, including investigations by India now, Russia, the UK, and the EU have reports coming. And in the U.S., there's also a House. Uh, within the House, there is a bill, and the Senate is supposed to put up a bill shortly as well that also should address many of these things in big tech. There's also a class action lawsuit that was just settled on behalf of U.S. developers for $100 million. And Apple, the agreement with it is that Apple is now going to allow developers to advertise alternate payment methods outside of the App Store. So what this means is you can't even say it in the app. This is, for example, with email communication with um, with your customers. So if they sign up for your service and you email them and say, hey, save money by signing up, you know, activating your trial outside the App Store, uh, you can now officially do that. Here it's... This isn't really something that Apple's giving up. Now, officially, this has been a policy from them, but they have not really enforced it. And a lot of companies have done this. I mean, we've done this for a long time where we've supported purchasing outside of the App Store for Astropad Studio. So this doesn't really, it looks like they're giving up a lot of ground, but they're actually not. And I think I think that's why they why they settled and also a hundred million dollars for apple that's like nothing compared to what the the app store puts out so that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot going on and i haven't even gotten to the open app markets act i've just been calling it the app store bill because uh i can never remember to say that but it's uh it's a bill with some serious teeth i was checking it out it's pretty interesting it's a it's only a proposal at this point and it has to work its way through the Senate, but it's really targeted at Apple and Google and to break up that App Store duopoly. They really see it as two separate monopolies. There's the Android monopoly and the iPhone monopoly because you're not likely to switch between them. That's what, I, that's what I've heard. And so I've read the bill and uh, give you a summary of what it contains and what this, this means for Apple, actually. So... The first thing is this only, well, this applies to any app store that has over 50 million users in the U.S. So I'm guessing that this isn't just uh, Apple's app store and the Google Play store. I wonder if some of the other gaming stores like Steam, for example, some of those as well, also have over 50 million users. I would think they would, but I don't know for sure, and I haven't done research on that. But that's the first thing. So for small app stores, this wouldn't apply. And a couple things it's going to require. It's going to require that third-party payment systems are allowed for in-app purchases and that if you do use those third-party systems, the company can't retaliate against you for doing it. So this is very similar to what South Korea just adopted. And it's also saying you can't restrict communication between the app developer and the customer. And this kind of gets to the class action lawsuit where you can't say, like, you can't communicate different offers. You can't prevent developers from sharing different offers with their customers through email, for example, or, or restrict that communication really in any way. So a lot of what we talked about before, it's building on that. The other thing that's really interesting is there's almost like an anti-Sherlocking section in here, and that's to prevent Apple from directly competing with 
uh, app app providers, or at least if they do, they need to give them access to the same technology. So the first thing is it's saying that they the company, in this case Apple, uh, can't use confidential information to compete. So they can't take information from the App Store. Uh, they can't, you know, whatever means they have it by being the platform provider and the app store provider. If they have confidential information, they can't use that to compete. Or if it's shared in confidence, they can't use that. And that's actually pretty key with um, with Sherlock. And is typically uh, Apple has taken information from other companies either through presentations, through what they find on the app store, through uh, or actually even for the Apple Store itself for the actual. Um, Physical Apple stores itself, they've used information like that, I know, in the past as well. So they also uh, mandate that third parties need to have access to the same APIs as the platform providers. So in the case of Apple, if Apple does something competitive, they can't use confidential information, and they need to provide essentially the same playing field as they give themselves, which seems totally fair, right? Like this is super helpful in the case of Spotify, right? Like if Apple adds Apple Music to the watch, to use an example, Spotify was really upset about that. Now they have access to it. Now it would be mandated that, you know what? If Apple adds uh, some integration with Apple Music, they need to be able to provide that same integration to Spotify as well, which seems fair and as a whole is gonna benefit, the, benefit all of us, benefit the consumer. You're also required to be able to set defaults for third-party apps, things like email, browser. Music could be another one. Podcasts, for example, could be another one. And they're also saying Apple can't – well, again, I'm saying Apple because I know Apple here, but this this applies to a Google as well and anybody else that has an app store with over 50 million users. Can't self-preference in search. So that's uh, where they can't artificially put their app in front of yours in the search results, right? Um, so that that's important. They can't they can't sell preference. So overall, I think it's a good bill. I think it gets a lot of stuff right. Uh, there are a couple things I would love to see. One is it doesn't have any mention of third party app stores in here, which I think is important. And the reason I think that is important is because both Google and Apple wield massive power with their app review process. And even if all these other things are done, they still have that that app review acts that they can drop at any time and really mess things up for you, mess things up for a business that's that's trying to compete. And so really the only way I see getting around that is app review needs competition. There needs to be other stores with their own app review mechanisms that provide alternate ways of getting apps. Um, that's the only way I see anything anything changing there because if Apple and Google are the only game in town for app review, uh, they still have uh, essentially veto power over anything that goes on their platform. So I think we really need those third-party app stores to really open up these mobile platforms. And the final thing is the bill does have something in there about a, um, I would say, well, it, it's good that it's in there, but I could see it being a potential loophole. And that's saying if any of these things conflict with security and privacy, that the platform and the provider doesn't need to do it, essentially. That's my reading of it. Again, I'm no lawyer, but that's my reading of it. And we know that Apple in the past has used security and privacy as kind of a, a smokescreen for things they're doing. Uh, things, for example, even with what they've done with, with Facebook. How much of it is anti-competitive behavior? How much of it is actually for privacy? Hard to say. Uh, you know, only the people at Apple know for sure. But uh, they could use that as a smoke smoke screen for not allowing some competition. So that's one thing I am I am concerned about. 
The other thing with all this is Apple is fighting this at every turn, every turn. Uh, now, they're smart people there, so they must have some kind of calculated strategy here that they'd rather fight this and give up a little bit of ground piece by piece rather than just wholesale change the App Store. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's a, a strategy with Wall Street that they want to um, slowly give up some of that services revenue. They don't want it to happen all at once, maybe. I don't, I don't really know, but they are clearly not willing to make a big, massive change and are showing that they're going to be, need to be forced into it. Clearly, changes in the air, though. Something's going to happen coming out of this. The whole world's woken up and realized that these mobile devices are, are super important and they need to be opened up uh, when they're that when they're such an essential part of daily life, they need to be opened up and we need to be able to do what these, these devices, uh, what we want. So it'll be interesting to see how these develops. And uh, that's all for now until my next update on antitrust. So I'll keep doing this too. As more news drops, I'll, uh, I'll summarize it too. So if you don't want to read all the news, I'm, I'm following along closely. Tune into these episodes uh, where I share the news about Google and Apple and what's happening with the app stores and big tech in general, but mostly Google and Apple. Anyway, let me know what you think. Any questions, thoughts, let me know. Matt at astropad.com. Until next time, you take care. Bye-bye.